Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's time for Takeaways with me, Heidi Fink. Welcome, everybody, to the Takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. We are brought to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Download the mobile app today. And we are also presented to you by Blue Wire and our new presenting sponsor, Liquid Death. Thank you, everybody, so much for coming on to join us here today. Right now, I'm joined by Pro Football Talks, Miles Simmons, good friend of mine, good friend of the show. Happy to have you on today, Miles. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, my pleasure, Heidi. It's good to be with you after I was with you uh, the other day in SoFi Stadium here in Los Angeles. But now, of course, you are back in Las Vegas doing your job covering the Raiders as wonderfully and as masterfully as you do every single day for the Review Journal. Oh, what a kind How's that response. For an intro? That is an intro. <laughs> I wish I had given you a better one now. And I nah, was just okay. thinking of how we <laughs> rendezvoused at a Sizzler which was something out of my childhood that I hadn't revisited in over like 30 years. And it was amazing. First of all, that Sizzler's still around and kicking the way it is. And the salad bar was amazing. Yeah. Thanks for that, Adam Hill. <laughs> I hope they talk about it on the Unsportsman like podcast that comes up on, uh, on a Fridays. Uh, here we are on a Wednesday talking the Raiders coming off of that loss that you saw at SoFi Stadium to the Chargers and head, right ahead of them is the Arizona Cardinals who faced the Kansas City Chiefs and were pretty much routed by them. 44-21, the final in that one. But I wanted to get into what went down in SoFi first because I feel like there's a lot that the Raiders can take away from that. A lot that they have to analyze on tape. First of all, what would be one of the things that you would just start with Miles looking at this team and say, if they did X, this would have helped them tremendously to pull off a win against the Chargers in a game that they were still in at the end of it. Yeah, they, they were. And uh, Derek Carr, I thought, put it kind of nicely after uh, that loss um, there in the, the bowels of SoFi when, you know, he's going through his post-game press conference and he, and he starts talking about how I was too aggressive. And I agree, right? I, I think one of the things that Derek Carr has done well is not necessarily put the ball in harm's way, you know, and uh, at least over the last however many games, you know, you can go back and look at it. And he he didn't turn the ball over or put the ball in like precarious situations all that much last year. And, you know, when you have somebody like Devontae Adams and obviously he got off right, you know, 10 catches over 100 yards um, and looked tremendous on the field and it looked like their chemistry was good. But the throw that he had that was underthrown to Devontae Adams in the end zone that ends up being an interception. Yeah, I agree with Derek Carr. Like that's being a little bit too aggressive. You know, it's not necessarily knowing um, that your arm is not really capable of getting that thing out there in front of him. And maybe it is, or maybe you just didn't do what you needed to do from like a throwing standpoint in order to get the ball there. But at the end of the day, like that's one of those things where you're kind of taking yourself out of it when you turn the ball over, right? You're taking yourself yeah. out of it when you try to force the ball to Hunter Renfro and it ends up going into the hands of a defender. You know, those things are things that are preventable and I think they're correctable. Um, but at the same time, it's disappointing when you have a chance to get back in it because your defense adjusts, allows you to get back in it. They're stopping the run. They're not allowing Justin Herbert 
yeah. to really get into a rhythm in the second half, aside from that one touchdown drive. But, it, you know, beyond that, in the fourth quarter, they had plenty of chances to get things, this thing done, and they couldn't do it. So that's where it's like, ah, you know, you, you just you're a little disappointed in it. And I, I would go back and I said this to you um, after the game, I'm pretty sure <laughs> the one throw that like really, really bothered me from a, a, a ball placement standpoint was on third down red zone, the first drive where Darren Waller is running away from Derwin James. It is, he is wide open, right? I mean, that's as open as you're going to get in the red zone because of the man coverage. It was a great call by Josh McDaniels and the ball goes behind him. That that's a play that I think is almost more frustrating than the interceptions, whatever else, right? And maybe maybe taking some time because that's where you are in scoring position. That's where you have this tight end that just got paid because he has such good ability. And you can clearly see the play worked. Everything worked. What just didn't work was the quarterback not putting the ball where it needs to be. And he's in year nine. That's got to be a layup. And that's one where, you know, you look back at it and you're like, man, that to me, that was probably where, um, I, I was most disappointed with Derek Carr's performance. Yeah, the Raiders could have, you mentioned the defense, could have a very problematic situation. Anthony Averett goes on IR. Their safety, Trayvon Merrig, was also banged up, did not return to the game. Uh, currently, as of the time of this recording, we do not have an up-to-date injury report. But, Miles, if in the chance that they do not have their starting free safety available and one of their starting corners available, what do you think uh, happens with this? secondary that on paper looked pretty thin to a lot of people yeah well it's certainly not good I mean anytime you're going into week two and that's already the case that uh you know you might you might have to go into that depth and use a lot of that that's not a great thing so I mean I'm I would have confidence I would say in what uh, Brandon Graham can do with the talent that's still there but, you know, you already have lost uh, Anthony Averett for at least a few weeks and, you know, to the, to the thumb injury. So that's already one place where you're down. And I don't know exactly what it's going to look like. But like I said, when you have somebody, at least with Patrick Graham's experience in coordinating in making sure that things are going to be OK and coordinating defenses, I, I think you're going to be at least a little bit better off. But, yeah, it, it makes it different or difficult, I should say, when you're going against a quarterback who's as talented as Kyler Murray and you don't have all the pieces you would love to have uh, in your secondary. Yeah, and I want to start breaking down that just because Kyler Murray, like you said, he's a very dynamic, special talent. We heard from defensive coordinator Patrick Graham here at the headquarters just on Tuesday, and he spoke to what it might be like to contain him. When you see the Raiders pass rush go in against a guy like Justin Herbert, he's obviously a much, I think, different quarterback in terms of you can probably count on he's only going to run in a situation where he needs to, where it's become dire and he has to run. Whereas Kyler Murray can take off on you at any time. What do you think about how this defensive line kind of approaches defending against a guy like Kyler Murray? Well, one of the most important things when you go against a quarterback like that is keeping rush integrity. And what I mean by that is, you know, guys, when they get off on the snap, they will start rushing in a particular lane. You know, they have gaps in the offensive line, talk about numbers and they talk about all that. But really what it only means is you can't just go 
off wherever you want. You can't start freelancing. You can't leave a space where there should not be a space because Kyler Murray is going to run through that and he's going to hurt you. He's going to get a first down because he's going to be able to outrun you. So guys like to be aggressive, right? I mean, Max Crosby, he is an aggressive pass rusher and that's what part of what makes him so good. But you have to be able to balance that aggression with not getting out of the scheme. Because if you do, if you leave a running lane for him to go through, he's going to go through it and he's going to make you look silly. So that's what that's what's difficult about playing guys who can run as well as somebody like a Kyler Murray. You know, Lamar Jackson is the same way. Russell Wilson also comes to mind with as many times as I've covered games of his. You know, it's just one of those things where if you do it right, you can make him look silly, but you have to make him stay in the pocket. If you allow him to get out of it, then that's where he's really going to hurt you. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the SDN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started, no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $500 on your first deposit. The next time you're in a company meeting and see one of your coworkers cracking open a refreshing can that appears to be a tall boy and it's in your 9 a.m. meeting, you're thinking, is that a beer? It's most likely not. It's a new mountain spring water brand called Liquid Death. Well, not only is it going to quench your thirst, but it's also going to bring a death to plastic bottles. The donations of 10% of the profits from every can sold will help kill plastic pollution. Their aluminum cans are infinitely recyclable and actually profitable for recycling facilities. Go get Liquid Death at your local Woodman 7-Eleven, Roundies, or Hy-Vee, or find a Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator. Right. Kyler Murray is going to be also be without some of his primary weapons. And, you know, I'm talking about DeAndre Hopkins, who is serving a six game suspension. He'll be into week two of that suspension when it comes time for the Raiders to make their home debut against the Cardinals. Um, excuse me, their home opener for this season in terms of debut, but <laughs> against the Cardinals. And, yeah. And. <laughs> And just um, Rondale Moore, too. He was out last week. Don't know what his status is. He's currently listed at questionable. Where do you see the need in this Cardinals team for someone to be able to set themselves apart out of that wide receiver pack to be able to help the offense that, again, look pretty anemic against the Chiefs, say, for a couple of those garbage time touchdowns that happened in the fourth quarter and that one touchdown that they had leading into the half? Yeah, well, I think the the biggest guy's got to be Hollywood Brown, right? Marquise Brown. They yep. went out, they traded for him. He had four catches, forty three yards, a touchdown, six targets in that opening uh, week game against Kansas City. But that's obviously not going to be good enough to beat a Kansas City team when Patrick Mahomes throws five touchdowns. And so they've got a lot of issues, I think, uh, <laughs> just from the standpoint of look, you've got your head coach talking about how practice habits aren't good enough. You know, your quarterback just got paid a lot of money and then he comes out and, you know, I mean, like they effectively pee down their leg in the home opener. I said this <laughs> on um, PFT live the other day. Uh, it, it's, it's not good when you have a situation last couple of times we've seen you out on the field, you're just completely not competitive. And I think that that's one of the biggest problems I have with the Arizona Cardinals. Just they have too many games where they are not competitive at all, 
Right, they they went to Detroit last year, and I don't. They had like one win at that point, and they just again, it was a situation where they peed down their leg. It was like they would yeah. not take Detroit seriously enough because like, oh well, they've lost pretty much all their games. What are they one in ten? What one of them? Blah 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 blah. And Detroit went there and they just humbled them, right? And that's what can happen. So if you're the Arizona Cardinals, you, you got to think, all right, what do we have to do to make sure we're ready? We go out. It's a competitive game against the Las Vegas Raiders. Because like I said, the last time we saw them in the postseason, they were not competitive against the Los Angeles Rams. They were yeah. not competitive at all against the Kansas City Chiefs. How are they going to change that? I mean, you brought in Hollywood Brown to do that. So that's something that, you know, if I'm Patrick Graham, I'm like, all right, well, let me take Hollywood and and let's see how the rest of those guys can deal with it. Right. And you bring up a very interesting point with this Cardinals team that was Jekyll and Hyde. If you look at the beginning of their season versus the end of their season, and mm -hmm. I don't know where the drop off point was. What do you what could you put your finger on with that team that it went from, I believe, being nine and two and, and also very good on the road and then just kind of falling apart towards the end of the season, even though they were the number five seed for the NFC in the uh, playoffs? They were, but I mean, think about it. As you just said, it's nine and two, and now I've got their schedule from last year pulled up on my computer as we do this. So that will make it a little bit easier. Yes. But, you know, they were nine and two. They were in control of the NFC West, mm -hmm. right? And then they come back from their bye week in week 12. They beat Chicago on the road. And Chicago wasn't anything last year, right? But then they come home. They lose to the Los Angeles Rams on Monday night football. They lose to the Detroit Lions in Detroit. So they weren't, you know, 10 and one. They were actually 10 and three at that point. Go to Detroit, lose their 10 and four. They lose to the Indianapolis Colts on Christmas Day. Right? It's a home game. And yes, the Colts were good at the point. And that's when Jonathan Taylor was making people say, oh my gosh, yes. should a running back be MVP? The answer in the year of our Lord 2021 <laughs> and probably beyond is no. Uh, uh, they beat the Dallas Cowboys, you know, in week 17, but then they lost to the Seattle Seahawks in week 18. But that at least was a competitive game. Right. right. But there are some of these games where they just weren't competitive. And so, yeah, last year it was pretty clearly the bye week where they came back and then, you know, sort of things looked OK. And then they just weren't, you know, when they when it just when they came back and they played the Los Angeles Rams, they were not in that game as well as they could have been. Um, and then from there, it, it just spiraled out of control. I mean, when you are a nine and two and then you finish two and four. That says a lot about the way things worked there. And they ended up being the five seed because they lost in that week 18 game, you know, to Seattle. Yeah. They, they could have been hosting that game against the Rams, but I don't know if the result would have been any different. Yeah. And so as you start to look again, we talked a little bit about what happened here with the Raiders in the Chargers game. But as you look ahead now to this team facing the Cardinals, what do you think that it could really help them to put themselves over the hump, pull off a win in their home opener? Well, I, I don't want to say like lean on Devontae Adams even more, but mm -hmm. I almost do want to say that as long as you're not <laughs> forcing the ball into him. You know, I, I think just Derek Carr playing a little bit more under control, that's going to help. The Cardinals pass rush is not the same as it used to be in large part because, oh, who's on the Las Vegas Raiders now? Yes, it's Chandler Jones. Yes. And Chandler Jones was, you know, a big, 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 big part of that Cardinals defense for a long time. And so not having him 
um, really does take things away from their pass rush. So I think that Derek Carr has the potential to have a little bit more time uh, this week than he did going against those guys in Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa last week and just the way that the uh, the, the Chargers played such aggressive defense. Um, so that's one thing. But, you know, as long as Carr plays under control, the accuracy is a little bit better. You know, maybe don't try to be too aggressive. Take what the defense gives you. And that's something we know Derek Carr is more than capable of doing. Get the ball placement right. If you've got your tight end going against man coverage in the red zone and the route is it's going to be, hit it. You know, I think if you correct those little things and the Raiders should be okay in this game. And I, frankly, I, if I were picking games and I don't usually do that, I, I would expect the Raiders to win this one. And now as we wrap things up and want to take it to the locker room sounds, we're going to hear from some of the Raiders that I was able to speak with today and how they are mentally preparing to face the Cardinals for their home opener. Does that kind of make it more of a tantalizing matchup for you? What are your thoughts on going in? Not really. Uh, this is the NFL. I've seen teams get blown out by 50 and then win by 50 next week. And that same team that blew them out, go get blown out by 50. It's, Sometimes matchups work, sometimes matchups don't. Sometimes something that was schemed up hits just right. And so you know, I never go into a week thinking because the other team scored this many points, we're going to do the same thing or anything like that. It's you prepare and you give yourself the best opportunity for when your team's out there to execute. I mean, I think preseason was a small taste of what it's like in there. Um, and that was awesome. So to get a, a real home game there packed out will be a blast. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Um, I know I've been getting a lot of good feedback from the fans and um, seeing, you know, the things that they've been saying, hearing them, you know, in preseason in the stadium and and them being excited to see me play. And, you know, um, you know, it's a lot more of obviously what happened this past game that I'm hoping to put on tape and, you know, come out with some W's for for this for this city. So, um, you know, the, the warm welcome that I felt from them is I continue to feel it every every day, whether it's, you know, virtually or if it's, you know, in person, if I run into somebody. So. Um, real excited. Can't wait to get out there. All right. Those were the sounds from the locker room with the Raiders as they head into preparing for their week against the Cardinals game on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. Miles again from Pro Football Talk taking the time to join me. Miles Simmons. Find him on Twitter at Miles A. Simmons. Miles, thank you so much for the time today. I appreciate you very much for coming on. Of course, Heidi. Anytime. You know it. And I wanted to give you an opportunity before I let you go to say anything that you have that people should tune into, check out all the good things that you're doing over there, Pro Football Talk. Yes, you can see me every Monday on uh, Pro Football Talk Live that is streaming on Peacock. It airs uh, at 4 a.m. Pacific time, but you can catch the replays of that all day and throughout the week on the Peacock app. And then that is the extrude. Oh, my goodness. Uh, easy for me to say, right? It's the exclusive <laughs> streaming home of The Office. And then also I am now co-hosting the Peter King podcast with Peter King. So you can check that out on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And I'm so excited to hear that news. I wasn't sure if it was street legal to talk about it yet. So it is, it is out. The first oh, episode man. is out wherever you get your pods. I'm so happy for you. And check out Miles again, like he said, with Peter King on that podcast. Great stuff, Miles, today. Thank you so much for the time. And everyone, I will be back next week. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the SDN Sports app. 
with 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started, no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $500 on your first deposit.